information from the market with the solution of, but if you just buy our solution, then magically behind the scenes, we'll give that back to you. It, it seems bordering on unethical, maybe even illegal. Um, I'm interested in how far they're going to push it. So that's, that's one thing. And then the other thing to think about, again, coming back to fatigue... Welcome to 33 Tangents, a weekly podcast featuring a rotating panel of co-hosts that all work together in the same company, but live in different areas of the world. The discussions cover a wide variety of topics from digital analytics to working remotely to current happenings in business and technology. Our regular day-to-day conversations often go off in various directions, and the goal of this podcast is to share our ideas and find new ways to engage with others. actually a new monitor set up. I added a, I, this is a standing desk, but every now and then I just like to sit down. So I've got like those tall um, drafting chairs. But one of the things I did was I have an external monitor and then my laptop on a stand here. I added a, um, a swivel arm and have the actual, like I, I, mo- I mounted the monitor onto, onto the arm there and then moved the mm. mic over. And then this kind of actually brings it closer, which I think will help with, uh, with some of the audio quality. Got it. Okay. Sounds so, good. So what's new? Uh, the five-year-old is playing on the iPad, so I'm wondering if I need to get up and close the doors. <laughs> he gets loud. So he, uh, I, I, I don't know, he, he can't play these games in isolation. He gets on there and you'll probably hear him like have an outburst in a few minutes about whatever he has going on. I think he just likes hearing himself scream. He, he, he recently uh, found my ukulele um, nice. and has been wandering the house just strumming open chords on it. Um, and then the other day he started strumming and singing Old MacDonald has a farm. Um, but not, not the traditional way he's singing it like an eighties glam rocker with like the scream and the, I'm like, it's something that is awesome. (laughs) I I need to see a video of that. I'm trying, I'm trying to get a video, but every time I pull out my phone, he knows what I'm doing and he just clams up. So I need to find a way to, to get it without him knowing that, uh, that, uh, I'm trying to do it. So um so you, you made me think of something so there we talk about like the 80s glam rock so there's this show on netflix that my in-laws got jp hooked on mm-hmm. um when he would go you know when we take him over there they, they would put that on it's called word party oh and yeah 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 i find it inter- terribly you know incredibly <laughs> creepy it's just it's a creepy show um just several aspects of it and some part of it is is they, they reuse the same songs over and over from episode to episode. And there's this one song. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's a total missed opportunity with nobody turning this into an eighties ballad. Mm. Yeah. You know, you know, like I'm thinking like the, the hair metal, yeah, yeah. hair metal band, you know, ballad. Yeah. Yes. Every, every CD had to have at least one ballad on it from the hair metal band. Right. Exactly. There, I'm sure there was some good Skid Row, Poison, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'm dating myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you yeah. seen like that one Geico commercial with the uh, the band Rat? Yeah, yeah we have like a bit a of a rat problem. <laughs> we have a rat problem. Well, that's actually a a, a new song off a new album, apparently. Oh, and really? I, I heard a DJ on the radio talking about where the band's kind of said, yeah, like we've actually seen an uptick in people buying our music. It's introduced our music to, to a new generation. That is awesome. Rat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, a side, side note, I, I don't know what it is about insurance companies because they're the most archaic, stodgy, just crap companies that you want to deal with. But damn it if their commercials aren't the most amazing, entertaining commercials. Like, across the board, like, I, I, I am, I, I'm so into the one where the guy's doing the, um, uh, he, he's helping people not become their, their parents. You, you I know, saw like, that last night. I saw one commercial. of them last night. And the one, the, I, I really like the one where, like, they go out to, like, a Lowe's or a Home Depot or something, you know, and he's like... <laughs> I'm like, it's just so perfect. It's so perfect and funny. Yeah, that's actually the one I saw last night. It was the first time I saw that, and I thought it was great because, like, at one point, you know, he's like, well, you know, use this. You'll get this done. Yeah. He didn't ask. Yeah. He didn't ask. <laughs> and then at the like, end, he's, like, backing him up. He's like, nope, you don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> and then I love, like, the, the three. He and two of them are standing there in the uh, person with, like, blue hair walks by. Yeah, yeah. We all and they're see all it. staring at We, saw we all we see all. it. <laughs> Boo! He has blue hair. <laughs> anyway it's, just, it's it's an it's an interesting anomaly where you know if you've ever worked um with a insurance company um if you've ever you know dealt with fintech from a b2b perspective you know just how like they are so uptight about everything right and mm -hmm. the commercials and all this just give an image of what they are and i find it this this strange like juxtaposition of the reality of what insurance companies are and the commercials that they uh, they put out there. I, I I don't know. And the content's just great. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing. Well, last week he was jumping off his bed. Yeah. 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 And then uh, he was jumping off the couch the other day. He's into jumping off things. We mm -hmm. have a... We have a, a deck out back. It's not very high off the ground. It's maybe eight to ten inches off the ground. But then there's some benches built in with a backrest. So, you know, it's a good three feet off the ground if you're jumping from the top of the backrest of the bench. And he's like, I'm going to go over here. I'm like, okay. And then he'll get up on the bench onto the backrest and then jump off it onto the grass. I'm like, you know, we have steps literally three steps <laughs> away. Like three, you just take three steps and you're down the steps. It's like, I know, but this is better. This is funner. Like, okay. Yeah, the steps aren't fun. I'm like, this is why you're always beat up and cuts and dirt smashed into your face. And I guess it's a boy thing. Yep. Yeah. So, and finally we have some weather. I I, uh, I had a brief uh, Twitter back and forth with your wife yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah, because we were taught, I, I posted about, it, it's down into the mid-90s. So yesterday it was like 95-ish, so I can once again go back out on the back deck and have calls and just kind of take some breaks and relax out there but the week before that i think we had four or five straight days of like popping out at 103 104 it was unbearably hot 
but she was saying that her brother, her brother, right, was texting yeah, her, her about how hot it is in Salt Lake. I'm like, well, we've had a little bit of a break. And she's like, well, they're filming a Christmas movie and they have to wear full winter outfits to film this. And it's 100 degrees outside. I'm like, that would be brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to be curious to watch this one because, I mean, they filmed some in, in Georgia, but the, they in the past will film them in like October. Because mm. Hallmark is a machine yeah. when it comes to the Christmas movies, the the Valentine's movies, the spring movies. Like, they are just a machine. They shoot them in three weeks and then are able to like turn them around and post in three to four weeks or something like that. That's crazy. Like, because like in the past, he's normally shot in end of September into October, mm-hmm. um, where it's a bit cooler out. Um, you know, he's done several in, um, in Georgia and then he's done, I think he did two up in like Vancouver, up in that mm. area. Now mm. those you could probably film in the summer cause it's a bit cooler up there than say where, where, where you're at. And now I've never been to Vancouver, but, um, I'm just kind of guessing, you know, it doesn't get nearly as hot as, you know, as some of the other areas. I digress though. <laughs> so like yeah, he they're out there filming in like what you would wear in the dead of winter in you know hundred plus degree heat in, in Salt Lake right now. So oh, it's it's gonna be brutal. interesting to watch this one to see like if you pick up any of that in the background. Well it'll be interesting to watch because how do you shoot a winter movie when like the out I mean, you can't get any foliage or trees or anything because everything's in full bloom, right? Like Yeah, I, I have no clue. I'm, I'm uh, sure they're, they're much smarter than me, so I'm sure they have a way of figuring it out. Yeah. Uh, but I I think one of the, the best ones he filmed was maybe three years ago, where it's a movie about a they they came in and took over the small town in Georgia to film a movie about an actress coming to a small town to take over the town to film a movie. Yeah, you know, it was kind of, it was it was movie it's inception. Total inception. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. So uh, yeah. So I really don't have a topic today. I am totally behind on, on episode planning. Um, uh, but I figured this is one where we could just kind of chat on the fly. Um, you know, we'll talk about, you know, what we're seeing currently out there right now in the world of, of digital analytics. Um, and cause I know we, we've kind of done this before at times and it's actually turned out to be pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, like just kind of shoot the shit it. about what we're seeing. Yeah. And maybe it'd be a, a fun time to experiment with a shorter runtime. What if we go 30 minutes and see what that how that impacts things since yeah. we don't really have anything carved out. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting timing. I don't know if you saw all the chatter this morning and last night from Google about the server side tagging framework stuff. Um, I saw it this morning. Um, I haven't had a chance to, to look into it yet. So I'm curious. I'll look into that this afternoon. I mean, the big, the big players have been talking about this for a while now. Um, yeah. So it's definitely been on the landscape. I don't know what the big, I haven't had enough time to dig into the blog posts um, and things that Google put out this morning to see why or what happened today, if there was some kind of major switch that was thrown or something. But um, I know Adobe's also talking a lot about server-side tagging. It's it's an interesting topic. I, I see you know, why they're going down that path. It, it solves a lot of 
potential issues that we're seeing in kind of the browsers taking a more heavy-handed approach to analytics and starting to clamp things down more and more. You see Safari kind of taking the lead with um, mm -hmm. ITP, kind of really locking things down. I don't know if it was Firefox or Chrome. One of them recently said that they're going to stop passing... What was it? It was Chrome, and it was... Query string parameters, or... I, it was the I full referrer. So the full refer, just, right? Just referring domain. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there it, it, it really is... Uh, maybe the, the driving force that's pushing a lot of these conversations. I'm going to be completely honest. I don't know that I still fully understand what it means. Like, what does it mean to have a server-side implementation? Uh, is it is it like going back to the early days of web analytics where we were basically taking server logs and doing server log processing? I'm sure it's I'm sure it's more um, structured than that. We're, we're kind of making proactive choices, but it, it's still fuzzy in my head. Yeah, it's it, it's definitely evolving because I think that there's there's multiple things at at play here. So you're seeing the death of the cookie. But yeah. I also think it's it's. But to be fair, that's been rumored since two thousand and one, two thousand two. But true, yeah, but like we're, it seems, we're, we're getting closer, maybe. Yeah, it's another step in that direction yeah. toward toward cookies dying. Um, I think there'll always be some form of identification on a browser, mm -hmm. but the bigger thing with it, though, is I feel this is also another step in the direction of building up that wall around the various suite of products that that are out there mm. because i i have to look into what google's talking about but i i would have to think if you're using server side uh server side tagging which would basically be is deploy our global tag to your site collect the data and then pass that off to to your vendor yeah there's got to be some level of cookie sync happening there you know syncing the cookie or ID, you know, it's an ID sync. However, they eventually set the ID. The ID is going, there's going to be, say, a global ID, you know, for whatever platform you're using to collect the data client side um, or, and then bring that in. Maybe there's probably some hooks in their server side to, yeah. to further enhance that data and then sending it off to your vendor. Well, you're going to have to send it off with the vendor's ID. So there's definitely got to be some kind of, ID matching going on there. But what yeah. I think that ultimately means is it, that's further pushing people into a vendor ecosystem. Yeah. I'm pulling up uh, on developers.google.com their server-side intro, seeing if I can kind of scan it real quickly. I, I mean, I didn't prep for this. I should have maybe read it ahead of time. But um, it, it, is, it is interesting. I, I'm wondering... Customers cloud server container how clients work. Um, I I'm assuming that you're still sending the data. Okay, yeah, I'll have to kind of read through that afterwards. But it looks like from just the overview that part of the setup is that you spin up um, an analytics container on a Google Cloud server. Like you're literally spinning up a server but it's on google it, it, and i'm wondering is that going to be similar for adobe where like you're creating a server and so 
now we're not talking about billing for server calls, but we have kind of this server model, kind of like an Amazon, um, where you're going and renting an actual physical server that's going to run your server-side analytics, and you now pay for server time. Yeah, I mean, it'll be an interesting... We, we definitely need to dig into it, um, and it seemed like it kind of came to a head quickly. With that said, I'm 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 not an optimist in this space where... Unless there's something drastic, drastic that happens that literally you can't send any digital data from the browsers, JavaScript-wise, to vendors, it's just not going to be an overnight change. Like, we've seen... Dude, I talked to a prospect, and I'm not going to out them, um, about three weeks ago. And as part of the prep for that call, I started digging through their, their website they are on. They were on like H14 code um, deployed on the page. Um, I don't know when H14 came out, like 2008, 9, maybe 10. Um, yeah, something like that. A, a, like long, a long, long time ago. Um, I, with, with these like drastic changes, <laughs> I may need to shut the door here, uh, with these drastic changes in tagging methodologies what what's your thought are, are we going to get to a point of fatigue um because so in the in the adobe ecosystem we we went from their tag manager which really never got any legs underneath it then they acquired satellite um and and transitioned that into dtm and so everyone kind of migrated to dtm we're now in the midst and kind of in the next six months coming up with tying a bow on migrating everyone off of DTM to, to launch. Um, Google Tag Manager has gone through various iterations. Um, if he gets too annoying, let me know. I'll swing the door shut. No, I think um, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. They hear that in the background. Yeah. Um, and now we're saying, okay, we're going to create new tag containers and spin up servers on Google. So that's a new implementation. Um, we have other vendors entering the space where uh, it's even less defined than that. And we're talking about schemas and, and, and developing just kind of less loosely defined ways of implementing. Um, are we going to get to a point where we have implementation fatigue? It's like, when are we going to stop implementing all the time and just start using this data? Like we, right? No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm already there. Um, I, I, I've been there. I feel like we're, we're in a constant cycle of, of implementation and re-implementation. Um, and no, I, I definitely think we're, we're already there, but what pushes people to do it, it it's always going to feel like the, the, the it's going to be the small little things or like these, these backdoor ways. Like I, I think, um, you know, Google cutting off the full referrer. In the grand scheme of things, is it major? Yeah, depending upon your business, maybe. But it's going to be kind of one of those small little pains. But it's going to be things con continuing to do things like that as you see consolidation in the space where it's going to be, you know, if you just used all of our tools in, in, the in our ecosystem, you would have all of this data. So, mm -hmm. okay, you use... Uh, double click or whatever they're calling it today um, for 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 um, for your marketing. You have Adobe Analytics. You have um, Salesforce for for email. Well, 
right now, like there's no easy way like there used to be in the past when you had all of just the small individual uh, ESPs, when you had um, there, there was eat dialogue. Um, and I'm, of course, now that I'm going to say it, uh, I'm going to blank on the, the rest of them. Uh, exact target was another one. Yeah. Um, you had those free connections into your, your analytics to get that, that pre-click data in and then be able to send segment data over to your ESP. But as as they've gotten gobbled up slowly but surely, those little free connectors are are gone. So there feels like a break right there. You know, I've got Adobe Analytics, and I've got Salesforce Marketing Cloud um, for 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 email. It's hard to to connect the two. Um, and then I, I use Google for for my marketing. I use Adobe Analytics, but Google is no longer passing, you know, refer the full refer through through the browser, but if you have Google Analytics, there's a server-side connection between Google Analytics and and, and the marketing tools. You'll get that full, uh, full refer. Um, so I don't know if that completely answers your question. But no, I, it, it 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 does. Um, well, the, and it makes me think. Well, I was just going to say, and that's how they justify the the constant implementation and reimplementation. If you just add this, you just add that, and then something else will be taken away. Well, if you just add this over here as part of our suite, you'll get that. Yeah, and it, it makes me think back to remember the time when um, Google started hiding um, search keywords. Uh huh. And we thought that was going to be the end of analytics, but um, it wasn't. I mean, people adapted, and you you move on. Um, that may continue to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, my. My question is, and, and, and maybe from a couple different perspectives, is how far does Google push this? Because at, at some point in time, to me, this feels like it's it's bordering on predatory business practices, uh, maybe even monopolies. I mean, how far are they willing to push it to risk the <laughs> I can't focus risk the government stepping in with some antitrust? Um, things against them because it, it yeah i mean it feels like this is a very strategic approach on their side to withhold information from the market with the solution of but if you just buy our solution then magically behind the scenes we'll give that back to you it, it seems bordering on unethical maybe even illegal um I'm interested in how far they're going to push it. So that's that's one thing. And then the other thing to think about, again, coming back to fatigue, how far are these vendors, Adobe, Google, others in this enterprise space willing to push it uh, with with um, consumers, with, with customers to the point where they just throw their arms up and say, we're sick of it. We're done. Like we're going to go back to a more simple way of doing things because this constant changing the framework on us is not delivering on any additional value and we're done kind of jumping through these ho hoops every year. Well, I think that's why they're going to do little things. Like I said, like the majority of people, it's going to be a small pain point that they're, they're not including the full referrer. Uh, but it's nothing that is, well, I can't say nothing. I can't be absolute because there could be. But, you know, again, it's going to be a small pain point for, for most. It's not going to be a killer. Um, it's going to be continuing to do little things like that that would help skirt 
any kind of um, like out and out what would be deemed predatory business practices. Yeah, it'll be interesting to to follow. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if if not the United States government, but if other governments started looking into to Google from an antitrust perspective. It just it seems like they're they're kind of poking a sleeping poking a sleeping bear, lion, some kind of animal that can viciously some kind of predator. You. Some kind of predator. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, browsers are are making big changes these companies have to to be able to adapt to it so i think there's a balance there I mean, we definitely again if we're talking about what's kind of the chatter and new that it's what i've seen the past couple of weeks for some reason this whole server side approach has has picked up a lot of momentum really really quickly here um something definitely need to uh stay up on it's hard to stay up on everything mm-hmm yeah, because it, it, there's always uh, something new, um, yeah. and you know it, it's those ones that don't seem seem obvious that that always seem to get you. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Well, we will. I have quite a few little things that I saw come across my feeds this morning. We'll, we should link up some of these uh, posts from Google about their new server site tagging. I don't know if it's new, but again, I think they're for some reason they're talking about it. Um, at a higher clip here starting mm -hmm. yesterday today so that's what I got what are you hearing um you know it, it seems like um at least you know the those that uh, you know on the ground right now client wise with a lot of things I'm hearing is like you're starting to see a lot of businesses coming out of like the the, the covid lockdown like just like emergency like we just need to keep the ship afloat for right now and i'm seeing a lot of people coming out of that and getting trying to get back to some kind of level of like normal normal work normal um uh use of data normal use of just marketing vendors and getting back to to the way that things were because when, when the lockdowns really started to hit the middle to end of March, everybody just kind of like paused and it was just like, yeah. we need to just do everything we can to keep the status quo. Well, now it, it, it's going back to, to business as usual as like, you know, as far as trying to, to get new stuff to play, try out the vendors and, and whatnot. That's the one thing I'm, I'm seeing a lot of over say the last four to six weeks. Yeah. That's good. I mean, we, we talked about that early on that we, we have to kind of push through that stabilization phase and, and get back to being creative and doing what we can do now. It's still, I mean, a very precarious kind of landscape. We don't know. And I guess we never really know what the future holds, but it's it's good that we're, we're kind of having more strategic conversations again. It's less reactionary, less panic. Um, so I, I, I take that as a, as a good thing. Um, I was going to say, uh, I don't know what the numbers look like on our um, QA podcast with Eric, um, but uh, it got a lot of really good chatter on social. It seemed to create lots of conversations. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I haven't looked at the numbers numbers yet, but I, I'm already talking to him about having him back and uh, you're getting an episode with, uh, with he and Jen scheduled. 
So yeah. I was hoping to do that at the beginning of this week. That didn't happen. So hoping to get that scheduled like toward the end of this week, beginning of next week, and then we'll have that you know scheduled in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that'll be a fun one. I, I mean, it's clear that lots of companies realize they need this, but it's been the historical challenge of very few realize or understand how to do it. And and I think the good thing is, at least kind of from our limited view on, on social around the episode, it seemed to kick off lots of conversations in lots of different companies. So very cool to to see that um, happen. I and That's kind of one of the, the goals I've had for the podcast is, you know, we don't really solve lots of problems during our 60 minutes. I guess we're going to try to do 30 minutes today, which we're coming up on. But um, I think the one thing that we do really well is we we kick off lots of conversations. We 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 force people to think right and think mm-hmm. about what what they're doing and, and how they're doing things. And I think that's always a valuable activity. So if nothing else, hopefully we're causing people to slow down a little bit take a step back and say, okay, well, what are we doing? How do we have this in play? You know, as far as today, I wasn't even thinking about server side. So what does this mean? Should I start thinking about a one to two year plan for our implementation? And again, we're not solving that, but hopefully we're helping kickstart those conversations. Yeah. And then I don't think, you know, there's ever a, a um, like a one true answer that you're ever going to get to. The, the, the point is, is actually having the conversation um, and not necessarily seeking a solution to it. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um, well, should we try to wrap it and do 30 minutes and see what this takes? Yeah, well, let's, let's, let's do a quick, uh, quick episode this week and, uh, see how folks respond to it. It's crazy. We just talked for 30 minutes and it, it, it makes me realize how much more we were cramming into and like that went by like that we hardly got yeah. to any any depth so and i i know an hour is a is a is a tough commitment for lots of people to listen to and maybe we're not that enjoyable to listen to for an hour i hope we are um but man 30 minutes goes by super quick and in fact you know when we first started talking about doing this we said let's keep the episodes to 10 minutes like we wouldn't have even got anything done we would have got the intros done i'm like all right that's a wrap so yeah we we, we would have done the bullshitting and be like all right time to go yeah but yeah no, like, yeah let, let's see what people yeah. think of of just this quick you know quick as compared to what we normally do yeah um yeah uh, a, a more rapid conversation see what kind of uh response we get and you know let's if people it. seem to enjoy this more you know i'm definitely cool with uh trying to maybe bring it into you know a more consumable length yeah i mean for sure ultimately we want people to listen right i mean while we enjoy doing this it's a lot of work you know and you put a lot of work into doing this and um we want to be creating something that the the market wants to listen to because i think there's really valuable content here um and hopefully adding things in like the video feed give people another option to to do that so awesome cool so we'll go ahead and wrap up for for now and uh thank you much and we'll catch everybody later Thank you for listening to this week's episode of 33 Tangents. If you enjoyed what you heard, please rate and review the show on your favorite podcast aggregator so others can find us. If you would like to reach us, you can do so by emailing podcast at 33sticks.com or on the web at 33tangents.33sticks.com. 33 Tangents is a production of 33 Sticks, an analytics boutique.